This is Snake. Can you hear me? Good. The mission is simple. Put your geek pants on and infiltrate Foxhound. If you need backup, contact Ken and Chris on their codec frequency. Ready? Snake out. prefer the claustrophobic mm -hmm. and then eventually like it turns out to be like a giant I don't want to say too much for the people at home hey hey I'm acknowledging you early so that way I can do this one it's the geek pants campcast it is always so awesome channeling my inner Bill Murray I like that I like that yeah mm -hmm. I think everyone has an inner Bill Murray they just haven't found it yet Mine is singing stupidly. I, I do like singing stupidly. Yeah, so but it's got to be like a good yeah. sounding voice to it. Mm -hmm. Like that's as good as I get, really. You did pretty good. Yeah, I know. I was practicing in the car. Okay. Yeah. All that. Yeah. yeah. I, I always find it funny because, like, I picture like driving along and people just look over. They they see me like. Yeah. They're like, "What is he doing?" And it's just that guy should not be driving. He should also not be singing. I don't know Whoa. what that is, but it doesn't oh, look good. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, so, Geek Pants Camcast, yeah. welcome! Geek Pants Camcast, uh, welcome Geek Pantsers. <laughs> You've been pantsed. No, they're the Geek Pantsers, because they're with us, so oh. we're pantsing the people who aren't geeks. Okay. That's a high concept thought process that I just had. That's a wrinkly concept. That is a wrinkly concept. That's a wrinkly concept. It's a wrinkly, wrinkly concept. Today, Chris, we're going to do the Hellboy reboot. Are we? We are. Oh. Good sir. This is a surprise to me. We are. We are. We're hopping into that. Actually, I don't have notes per se, but I have a follow along, just in case I need it. My notes just get thicker all the time. Usually, I'll be so. reading a book. I noticed that. No, but um, I might be okay with what you have. I have, I have some, I have some things to talk about before we hop into the Hellboy. Oh, we have to do that. Yeah. Well. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So first up, first up, timestamps. Timestamps are something I've been doing the last couple of videos on our YouTube and our SoundCloud. That means if you look at the first comment that's tagged at the top, you'll see me. Posting the times of everything we talk about throughout these episodes. Yeah, I noticed that. Rather than wow, going full-on segments yep. and doing and editing a segment all the time, you want to just hear about Brightburn? Oh, that time right there. Boom. Brightburn talk. Saves up on your time. It does. Yeah. My time's precious. It is. It is <laughs> precious. All time is precious mm. because we don't know how much time we have left. True. I have, we'll a, lot of, I have a lot of house to work on before I die. Fuck you and me both, pal. Yeah, I don't want to die and my, my wife's not happy. I wanted to be like, this house kinda, is finished. I'd rather die before that, because then I don't have to hear about it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to hear shit. Maybe like the one one time shit. a year that she shows up at the grave to just be like, and another thing, those yeah. fucking stairs mm -hmm. that you were supposed to do, yeah. then and only then I guess it'll be fine. Whatever. <laughs> we're going to do a shout out to our recent SoundCloud followers. You got SoundCloud followers? We do, man. Holy we, we shit. Do. It's not anywhere near our YouTube subscribers. Yeah, okay. But we got a few. Um, Club Fiction Station. Thank you. Tracy Perkins. Thank you. Nice normal one. I enjoyed that one. Uh, of course, I'm the name butcher. I'll probably mess up some names. Caden D.S. Gardner. Sounds good to me. Thank you. This one's a great one. Godfather Banana Boat Billy the Fifth. I want to say thank you because you subscribed, but I also don't because your name's ridiculous. Yeah, I think it's the fifth. It could just be a V or a Roman numeral for five. But I'm thinking he's going with the fifth. 
Yeah, it would be. It is the fifth, because, like, yeah. uh, Louis the Thirteenth has the Roman numerals. Yes, yeah. yes. But just the numerals. It is Just the numeral. Louis, just the numerals. The, and then Yeah, 13. it's just the numeral. Yeah. Yes. You just acknowledge this. Yes. Okay, so, so thank you. Mr. Banana Bo Billy. And then Val Leggett. Hold on, did you say Mr.? I thought it was Captain. Well, it's Godfather. 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 Okay. If, you, if you say Godfather and then follow up with a Mr., then yeah. you'll probably get killed. So you have to say right. Godfather. Right. Okay. Sorry. My apologies. And the Val Leggett. And the what? Val Leggett. Thank you. Boom. You guys are awesome. SoundCloud followers. Much appreciated. Yeah. Actually, so, like, this is the cam cast. You, kinda, you get the full effect with our faces. So if you're and arms and arms and wicked shirts, because look at you got some arms there too. I have arms. I got. I like fingers. that you didn't even flex though. That's the best part. Like the natural reaction arms. is, I got arms. What are you talking I about? I got arms, and you're just like, I. I, I, I don't want to flex beside you. I, I would. I would embarrass myself. Yeah. Okay. What? Come on. You're way bigger than me. Yeah. I mean, I don't work out like ego you. Ego-wise, I don't work out like you. I don't work you out work as much those as pipes. I used to. You work those pipes. Those twenty-five inch pythons. That's not metric, though. <laughs> <laughs> That's something else entirely. Our YouTube subscribers are up to 73. Yes! Who's the new one? They're going up. We got five new ones. My God! We got Kermit the Log. <laughs> That's actually pretty good. Thank you. <laughs> Maui Masashi. <laughs> Jesus Christ, thank you. Uh, Jared Scaff. That's, he, he that, was already. That's, That's from last time, remember? Really? Okay. Extraordinary 2024. Either way, Jared, thank you again. Uh, Extraordinary 2024. I don't I know. Did we, we, did we, we say hi to Jared last time? Yeah, we did. Okay, because I haven't updated him in a while. Okay. But anyways, yeah. So And then Daniel Scott. Thank you. Actually, thanks to everybody. This is exciting. I like yeah, this. This is, this nice is pretty fun, right? Woo! And Daniel Scott, I want to give a special shout out to. Chris, I'm going to read you some of his comments. Um, our X-Men Fantastic Forecasting video. Okay. This guy went nuts on the comments. Okay. They were all amazing. Oh. Really excited okay. to read these. So I told him I was going to read them to you in case you hadn't seen them yet. I have not, actually. His first comment was, uh, he's really into Fantastic Four. Okay. You okay. think he'd be the X-Men side, but no, it's, he's talking about No, but I like Four. hearing you all because, like, Especially because Fantastic Four is one of those concepts yeah. uh, that can lend itself to so many things. The difference for me, though, is I never really got into it because mm -hmm. uh, it just didn't speak to me. But I look at the concept and I go, I'm surprised it doesn't speak to me. Right. Like, really surprised. And I mean, there's certain runs that I absolutely want to check out again. Uh, specifically, the Ultimate Run, I want to check that out. Yep. Because from start to finish, it leads into... Evil Reed Richards, mm -hmm. who's not like in his eyes, he's a good guy. Who's he's the just... main villain in the Venom comic like, yeah. right now? Like it's fucked. Which threw me off completely when I was reading it. Wait, what? Yeah, he's the villain. Sorry, I thought you meant I. For Ven some reason, Venom I by Donny yeah. Cates. Oh no, no, yeah. Evil Reed Richards from the Ultimate Universe is the villain. Wow. Yeah. Huh. I guess they're stopping him from taking over the Kratos or whatever the. We well, figures this, the symbiotes. <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad that you're pronouncing it the proper way. <laughs> the symbiotes. Are the right. way are the way to take over the world? So he wants to. Ah, yes, okay. Yes. And then of course his idea is to take over the world so that it'll be better. Yes. It's it's not just for evil. It's he has to do evil things for mm -hmm. the ultimate good. So yeah. the ends they justify the ends. those means. Mm -hmm. Okay. So anyway, okay, so his first comment is Guillermo del Toro should direct Fantastic Four. And I was like, hmm, oh. that's a very interesting choice. Um, and I think I would really love to see that. I, visually, I would love to visually, see Visually, like, that. I think, like, if 
they had mole man and stuff, like the things he could do to the mole creatures. Yeah. I, I, I think, like, almost if he was like a visual consultant. Mm. Because... His, like a producer, even. Just bring yeah, him on as a producer. Yeah, because, like, his stuff is very... Uh, he's a... Not necessarily a period piece director, but he is kind of a period piece director. Like, he doesn't do... I, I have, don't think I've seen... Oh, wait, hold on. Pacific Rim, never mind. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's, done, he's, done, he's done a he's few. He's done sci-fi. I mean, Hellboy, like Hellboy was sci-fi. more modern. Yeah, but Hellboy was more modern, but then if you look at the Golden Army, yeah. that was more of a... Kind of like... Sci- kind of like, did mystical, like a Tim Burton That's a mystical, deal, yes. Right. Uh, that's like Pan's Labyrinth type yeah, of thing. exactly. That's more of that uh, supernatural sci-fi. Mm-hmm. Not, yeah, just supernatural. Well, Mimic and Blade 2. Those are modern days. Well, modern when yeah, they came out. Forgot about Mimic. That's right. Yeah, that was a good movie. Actually, that's a very good movie. Um, and yeah, that's right. Played too. Never mind. So I mean, the the thing here is that Del Toro is a guy that needs a lot of freedom, and I don't think Marvel would give it to him. Yeah, and also, uh, I mean, I, I don't think that he would really get the dynamic, the family dynamic per yeah. se. Because, and you're right, like, he is definitely one of those ones that's like, I either get a blank check or I'm not doing the movie type of thing. And you're right, Marvel would definitely be like, oh, see you later, pal. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, that's how they lost Patty Jenkins, right? Yeah. And that was a big loss, actually. It was a big loss. Then she went on to make Wonder Woman. Yeah. One of the best superhero movies ever. in recent memory. I'll say ever. Yeah, actually, I'll have to agree. Ever. I'll, I mean, I'll go with ever. every time I watch it, I smile. Yeah. You know, and that's what I, I yeah. will go back to. So yeah, yeah. okay. Um, I don't uh, I don't agree per se, but I still think the like a visual. It's interesting, right? Because I would have never even thought. That no, I never would have thought that. But then again, I never would have thought like I never thought actual directors. Mm. But like, if we're talking actual directors, I mean, hmm, that's a tough one too. Right. Yeah. I know Peyton Reed that did the Ant Man movies always wanted to do the FF. He was connected to yeah. first in the nineties. Yeah, that's right. That's There's right. a really good chance they'll bring him over to that. Almost say fuck it, why not, right? Why I mean Ant Man was He loves that sport since he was a kid, so like Ant Man was better than I thought it was gonna yeah. be. Um and it had that nice blend of family, comedy, serious, sci fi, yeah. everything. Cut hit all the beats, so yeah, why not? Mm-hmm. So then he hops over to some Silver Surfer talk. Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. Good old Norrin Rad. Good old Norrin Rad. I think Marvel should do a Silver Surfer movie first and set up the Fantastic Four as a post-credit scene at the end. Norrin Rad, after the events of his solo movie, is speeding through the galaxy towards Earth to warn him of the impending doom at the hands of former Master Galactus. In his haste to make it there before Galactus, his powered cosmic triggers a cosmic energy that strikes a joint on a NASA space station with a four insignia. Interesting. So, Surfer creates the FF. I actually like that. I really love this guy's comments. That's why I, I, actually, I wanted to. I really, talk I it. like it. Like, it's not my immediate. Like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have thought that. Mm-hmm. And I probably would have said like, you would mind more of the Ultimates, but like, do it in a better version than yeah. Fan Four Craptic. Yeah. Craptastic. Craptastic. Craptastic Four. <laughs> fan Four Stick. Fan four crap, fan that fucking terrible ass <laughs> movie fan. that I wanted to like so badly, but it was so hard. Oh, to. it was so bad. Man. Oh fuck, it was so, so terrible. Bad. It's funny because a lot of the shit that they complained about in Hellboy, mm-hmm. I don't see, 
But all the complaints in Fantastic Four, I see right away. Like, I see all those complaints. Yeah. I'm like, oh, God, it was terrible. Uh, I actually think that that'd be a nice little wrinkle. The, I don't necessarily think it has to have the four on there. Right. But I mean, the, that's a, I guess they give but, you the idea but that yeah, they're on there. I understand there. what he's getting at. Like, yeah. Um, I do kind of like that. That is kind of nice because that's, that's cool, a way right? to bring him in. Yeah. First of all, you have this awesome origin story with Super Silver Surfer, so yep. you get those awesome Kirby esque visuals. Which I think if they do that, and we're in space, do some Kirby esque stuff. I'll forever be disappointed that uh, J. Michael Straczynski, the script that he wrote, we never got to see it. Because I bet you that would have been awesome. <laughs> Oh my god, yes. That would have been so So yeah, good. I have to agree. I like that idea. Like, yeah. Good job. Yeah, so they made another little comment about Surfer. Jesus but um, Does he like Surfer a lot? <laughs> and, well, every half hour he was making a comment on our video. Oh. And I was like, oh yeah, that's awesome. Oh, that's awesome. And then this this freaking blew me away. This is a little longer, okay? So okay. <clears throat> put on my, my radio voice for this one. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Radio voice can this commence. is his Fantastic Four pitch. So he... He wrote a whole comment wow. for the entire Fantastic Four pitch. Interesting. My outline of an MCU Fantastic Four movie. Reed Richards is a scientific wonder kind on the same level as both Neil deGrasse Tyson and Nicho Wunderkind. Kaku. Wunderkind? Wunderkind. Kind. kind? Wunderkind. It's German. Mm. Oh. Oh, see? This guy's smart. This guy's smart. The only reason Reed isn't as famous as Tony Stark or Hank Pym is because he has become a recluse after the accident that left his friend and fellow scientist, European royal... Victor Von Doom, Scarred. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sue Richards is already Reed's wife and a biologist, former fashion model. She's the only one who can get Reed's attention away from his work. Johnny Storm is a, a YouTube social media sensation who'll do anything for views. Ah, so an influencer. Yeah. Okay. That actually works. That works. That's a nice updated take on that one. Yeah. The, uh, the already married one is... Uh... It's kind of hard to see. Look, if he's a recluse, like, I don't... You know. Yeah. I mean, um, unless they were married beforehand, but still. Yeah. But overall, it's good so far. Ben Grimm is an all-American former pro running back who joined the Air Force after being sidelined with an injury early in his career. He also joined NASA as an astronaut, as he aspires to be a modern era of Neil Armstrong. Victor, believing Reed's ne- negligence is what caused the third-degree burns on his face, hands, and upper body, has gone back to his home country of Latveria, his country borders Sokovia. Seen as a hometown hero to the locals, the country has become a democracy and has become a third world nation. Victor uses his scientific expertise to overthrow the Liberian government and install himself as a monarch dictator. Hell yeah. Along the way, he crafts himself a suit of armor inspired by Tony Stark's design. He also discovers arcane books and scrolls left to him by his mother, Cynthia, from when she was a former student of the Ancient One in Kamartaj. I think I'm pronouncing that right. I think you are. Yeah. Meanwhile, Susan's former biology teacher, Harvey Elder, reappears after retreating from society, having suffered a nervous breakdown years ago. He had been working to splice animal and fungal DNA together to create new life forms. Fast forward, the four are already superheroes, intrepid explorers, and have to fight Elder, now going by his new moniker, the Mole Man. Hmm. Overall, good. We're all good. The Mole Man stuff, um, it needs a little bit of work. Mm-hmm. A little bit of work. That's all one comment. Okay. I'm, re- I'm reading that. I'm just the guy's like, insane. Oh my is. God. You're absolutely crazy. Just so we're clear. Daniel Scott. I love it. But you're crazy. Please keep.
commenting yeah, on all the videos. Yeah, don't listen to me. Keep commenting. Comment like forever. But I actually, overall, I think the pitch is great. I think mm-hmm. it's, it's a one-two punch, too. I like the surfer lead-in. Yeah. You know, I kind of like that whole, like, the recluse part, I thought, I like it as a take, is actually really cool. Because now yeah. you've got, like, a uh, co- like no-confidence Reed Richards at Shattered. Mm-hmm. And then you build that up while at the same time getting them all together. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah. Mm. That's overall good. Yeah. Pretty good. So yeah. I wanted to share that with you. Well, and you. all of you. Well, thank you. Because in case you weren't reading the comments on that video. Yeah, yeah. Now, now you know. Now you know. I mean, Marvel, you might want to call up Del Toro and Daniel Scott here and make a, a good FF movie. Yeah, no kidding. Mm. Insta questions. Insta questions. Sound like I'm Bill Murray. I like it. That's good. That's good. We haven't had one of these in a while. No. No, we have not. I've been asking for them. Everyone just ignores me. Oh, yeah, we're all asking. We're asking all the time. Oh, this fucking guy again. (laughs) God damn it, you and your Insta questions. Anyway, so. Chris. Yes, Kevin. What is your most anticipated film of the summer? Chapter 2. It, well, and the rest of the year. Wait, of the summer? Of the summer, of the and summer. then the rest okay, of the year. Of the summer, Spider-Man. Okay. Obviously. Yeah. Uh, that's been two camcasts bookended. <laughs> Talking about Spider-Man. So yeah, that is the one I'm waiting for now. And then It Chapter 2. It Chapter 2. Those are the two. Any runners-ups? I actually couldn't think of anything after. No? Uh, but anyway, that might change when you say yours. My most anticipated for the rest of the summer is Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. It is Del okay. Toro, Andre Abradal, who did Troll Hunter, yeah. uh, making a movie based on one of my favorite books from when I was a kid. Yeah, see, it looks really, really good. It looks creepy as hell. But I wasn't like, oh, oh, you mm, know. Mm. Although knowing that so, it's those two that are doing it, I'm like, oh, yeah. maybe yeah. Uh, edges it up a little bit. So, runners up, Sp- Spider-Man I'm looking forward to, obviously. Uh, the Lion King, I want to see what John Favreau does with that. Though I think it's pretty much going to be a beat for beat. I feel it's going to be say. like the Jungle Book. Yeah. Where it's pretty much just being pretty close. Beat. There might be some things that yeah. they'll add into it. But I will watch it because that's my favorite um, cartoon ever. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That <laughs> one I'm, I'm like, yeah, but I'm not, I'm not, I yeah. don't care to see it in the theater. Yeah. Well, and then Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is Tarantino. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. Yep. Those are runners up for me. That would be runners up for me. Uh, Once Upon a Time. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, rest of the year, Itch Chapter 2 is my number one, too. I'm so excited for that. Like a fuck, so excited man. for that. I can't wait. Yeah, it looks so good. It looks so good. Runners up, Ad Astra. Have you seen that trailer yet? Yeah, I haven't seen the trailers. I don't know how I feel about that one just yet. It looks like it might have a wrinkly concept. It does look like it might have a wrinkly <laughs> concept. Wrapping in a sci-fi movie kind of excites me. But... Uh, I'm tempering myself because it's kind of like, I feel like it's kind of like, uh, George Clooney in a sci-fi with Tomorrowland. Mmm, Tomorrowland was bad. Tomorrowland was terribly bad. In fact, really like, and I was pumped. Bad. I was, like, really pumped. I was I thought like, you were oh. going to go with Gravity for okay. a second there. I was like, that was a good movie. Yeah, but, I mean, he was in it for, he's not enough for me to say it was a George Clooney movie. It wasn't a George Clooney It's movie. also not a sci-fi movie. Mm, it's in space. I guess, it got to be technical, yes, it's science fiction. Yeah. So, yeah, okay, it's sci-fi. Okay, it's just right. not in the normal sense no, you think of. No, no. But, uh, but the thing is, and it was the same thing I, I've said about it before, is that George Clooney is one of those guys that everybody says is a really good actor, and I argue now with those people by saying, well, is he? Because he, he doesn't really He's really do... good at memorizing lines. I know, because he's... And saying them. 
he is good at being himself. <laughs> yeah. And he's good at reading lines, like you yeah. said. I, uh, emoting, sure, but I mean... He's always George Clooney. Yeah, you know? And then I kind of get that vibe with the Ad Astra, where it yeah. might just be... Uh, now I forgot his name. Brad Pitt. <laughs> Brad Pitt. In, uh, aside from, the concept is good. I like the yeah. idea of it. And it uh, kind of reminds me of... Uh, what's the one? Jodie Foster, Matthew McConaughey. Oh, yeah, uh, Contact. Contact, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. A little bit of Interstellar, too. Got a little bit, little of, bit interstellar of Interstellar too. vibe. I got a huge Interstellar vibe, but yeah. I also got a Contact vibe as well. Yeah. So I was just like, okay, well, but we'll see. I'm not, like, super... I think what excited me is that it came out of nowhere. The trailer popped up, and it's, it's a... That's true. It's a new, original idea. It's not based on a comic or... Yeah, you know. and I'll, I'll give you that, too. So, it's... Uh, other than that, I am excited for Terminator Dark Fate. Just because it's James Cameron returning and uh, I need Linda to see Hamilton more than that back. teaser trailer. Even though the teaser trailer did look really good, yeah, I need to see. More I need a little more. I think this because is... the first teaser trailer I saw with Genesis made it look pretty good. Mm, nah, but I wasn't really feeling Genesis. And then when I watched it, I was like, ah. It was the second trailer it's got that a killed happy it for ending. Me. I was like, oh. the second trailer that killed it for me because then they revealed that uh, John John was a yeah is a Terminator. The big twist, and I was movie. like, why the fuck would you do that? Yeah. Um, and then, uh, the movie itself is just, it's garbage. Like, it's mm. fucking garbage. So I'm not, I'm tempering myself just... just I, like, I have a feeling, and I know this isn't saying much, but I have a feeling it's going to be the best one since T2. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. That's literally not saying much, because even, like, like, when you think of it like that, like... Though I did like Salvation. Salvation I was going to awesome. say, like, uh, like, for me, the order would be Terminator 2. Yep. Terminator. Yep. Then Salvation. Then Terminator 3. Mm-hmm. And then Genesis. That's my order, too. Yeah. Because, yeah. um, like, Salvation gets a lot of fucking hate for it. But it's not that bad of a movie. It was a turnaround movie trying to do something different. Yeah. Because like, after that, they went right back to, to doing the same thing. Brush force in her back. And yeah. And, but, and, like, well, technically they had him in Salvation. Well, they, they had, well, yeah, a little CG version <laughs> of him. Yeah. Little CG version. He looked ginormous. Yeah. He looked like two of them standing on the, each other's shoulders. <laughs> but, uh, I, and I read some of this stuff like they, they were going to do where originally it was supposed to be that John Connor dies. Mm. He actually dies. And then, but they put his face on Sam uh, Worthington or whatever his name is. Yeah. On his, uh, his android body or Terminator body or oh, something weird. like that. So that he does... He lives on in spirit type of thing. Oh, okay. But he's actually a cyborg. That would have been weird. Yeah, I yeah. agree, like, it would have been weird, but at the same time, it would have been an interesting, kind of a more interesting take. Mm-hmm. But, like, the, what I would have done immediately is I would have recast Sam Worthington, because I don't think he's a good actor at all. But people seem to think he is. I thought he was good in Salvation. I How mean, was he good in Salvation? He played a fucking robot. Right. How do you not play that good? Ah, uh, true. Okay. It's either you, either you play it straight or you play it like, yeah. I am a robot. Like, Doing robot moves. Or uh, from Grandma's Boy, I am a genius. Turd nuggets. I can love that movie. Oh. I remember the first time I watched that movie. I bought that movie on you a whim. You did? Watched it. And within the first scene with JP where he comes in and it's just like slow-mo and he's got the Matrix shit on. And it's just like, he comes in and everyone's like, oh, that's JP. I was like, oh my god, this is so fucking funny. This is going to be great. And then he does the 
robot shit. <laughs> I lost it. I lost it. Okay. Oh, All right. All so, right. Um, then we have one more from another guy who was asking what's the best part of the Hellboy reboot. But we'll get to that after we talk about the reboot. Yeah. Yes, we will. So, yes, we will. So. So, uh, yeah. So, All right. So on that note. On that note. Hellboy reboot. Hellboy reboot. Hellboy reboot. I'm surprised they didn't actually call it the Hellboy. The Hellboy. I know I keep saying that, but it's an ongoing joke for me now because it's the Suicide Squad. Yeah. The Justice League will happen. Yeah, we'll just throw a the in front of it. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just call it the League. <laughs> yeah. The League. They might do <laughs> Justice League of America. Yeah. They might. They, they might. might do that one. They might. Um. Okay, so, so the Hellboy reboot. Mm-hmm. Um, I gotta be honest with you, I didn't really have high hopes for this. Love the character. Yeah. Uh, I've read... Yeah, um, you've, you've read his comics for years. I've read a bunch of his books. Yeah. Uh, and in fact, I'll say this really quickly, because I, I do want to do a uh, full-on Hellboy 102. Yeah, we will get um, to that for sure. I was kind of hoping we were going to do all three in one, but whatever. Whatever you make the rules, I just eh? no, I don't. I just I felt like Del Toro's should be kept separate, which is fair. That's fair. It's wrong, but it's fair. Anyway, anyway, so um, actually, you know what? I'm gonna leave it for the uh, the other two. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter what I was gonna say. But I've read the books. Uh, I'm familiar with. The, I I love the character. I think the character's one of the best characters that have been created in recent memory. Yeah. Like in the modern era, mm-hmm. because he's not like a 60, 70 year old character, or he's not like a 80 year old, 81 year old character like Superman. Superman! Happy birthday, Superman! And that's it. I don't think he's a real person. Hey, what? What's your fucking Also, mouth? Batman got a, a star in the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Yeah, okay. So, so good you, job, fictional character. If I can't say happy birthday to Superman, but Batman gets a fuck, Batman gets a fucking star in the Hall of Fame. What about Superman? Yeah, it was funny. Carrie Fisher didn't have one though. Oh, that's actually not funny. But Batman, a fictional character, does. Now, which Batman are they talking about? I think there's Batman. Yeah. Just in general. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Then Spider or Superman should get one too. This is bullshit. Yeah. And also Absolutely. Carrie Fisher. Absolutely. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. So Hellboy anyways. will never get one. No, Hellboy will never get one. Um, okay, so I, I mean, I'll say this really quickly. One of the things that, like, when I started watching this, almost immediately, I felt that the marketing of this movie was wrong because they marketed this like uh, they marketed this like it was a, a funny movie, like a straight up sequel to the other two. Uh, like I, I was getting like. The same vibes I got from the Del Toro movies on that first trailer. I didn't get uh, that the music pumping. And... I didn't get the uh, the sequel vibe from the trailers, but I definitely got like it was uh, like they were trying to do like a Guardians or a Suicide Squad thing where it's right. like this is a a funny movie. This is gonna be a lot of fun. This is gonna be a really like almost happy movie, mm-hmm. right? And then of course immediately they're like. And I, uh, this is the part that uh, bugged me during the setup for the movie, where because they're like uh, they do these trailers that make it seem like it's really you know, ha 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 funny and stuff. But then they have like uh, David Harper saying, "Well, don't worry, like it's actually kind of scary." This is really dark and it's, it's, like, it's dark and, and, gory and it's gory and, and stuff like that. And I was like, "Okay, well, 
So Why not show that in the trailer? That's not what I'm thing. seeing in the trailer at all. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. so already there's a divide, and I was like, okay, well, why wouldn't you show at least something in the trailer to make it seem sort of like... Because like, the vibe I got, I was feeling like this was very much like an Evil Dead 2 for me. I got that vibe, where it was like a black comedy horror flick. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I was like, that is how they should have marketed it. Mm -hmm. They should have said things like, literally say things like, hey... Do you like Evil Dead 2? Then you'll love this movie. Mm -hmm. Anything like that. Or even have Sam Raimi go like, yeah, I love this movie. It reminded me of when I made Evil Dead 2. Yeah. Or reference other movies like that. Because then I think it would have done a lot better, for one. And people would have gone in there. and they would. I don't think they would have said things like a tonal shift or weird tones. Or it's a movie that didn't know what it wanted to be. Because I didn't get that impression. What I got the impression was that people promoting the movie didn't know how to promote it. Yeah. That's the impression I got. Exactly. Because it was very much uh, like darkly comedic because Hellboy as a concept is kind of is darkly comedic. Like yeah. this is a guy that's supposed to be the fucking like the hand of doom. Like he's got the right hand of doom, which is the key to unlocking hell on earth. You know, he's the half demon, half human offspring from hell. Mm -hmm. You know? And he's raised by a human who's just kind of like, uh, I'll just, he looks cute. <laughs> you know? He looks cute. He likes the chocolate bar I gave him. He's got a weird hand on him, but I don't care. Yeah. You know? Um, so, yeah, I think, like, it's one of those where they were just kind of like, uh, I don't know, let's just, like, make it seem like it's a really fun, yeah. fun movie. It worked for Suicide Squad and Guardians. Let's just do it. It didn't work for Suicide Squad as much, though. No. I mean, yeah, it did really well. They tried well. it, though. It did they, really they tried well. tried the same marketing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I look back in retrospect, I feel like the reason why Suicide Squad did as well as it did was because DC fans were like, we gotta get them as good as Marvel, you know? Yeah. Um, they tried their best with Justice League, but it wasn't happening. The fact that Suicide Squad made like almost twice as much as Justice League will always make me laugh but cry on the inside. How about this? The fact that the uh, Suicide Squad... Is actually a better movie than Justice League. I guess that happens when there isn't two directors in the studio hacking everything apart. <laughs> Can you say there's two directors? Because I really feel like there's like, it's like Whedon with a side order of Snyder. <laughs> side order of Snyder. <laughs> just just a little dash yeah, here just... and there. Just so that if you watch the other Snyder movies, you wouldn't be like, what is happening? You could actually see the flakes of darkness falling <laughs> onto the happy, smiley scenes. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Uh, anyway, we, dash of Snyder. Yeah, side order. Side order of Snyder, please. <laughs> but, uh, mm. uh, well, actually, uh, I will say this. Uh, what do you got here? Directed by I, I just basically just... Okay, yeah. So, do, uh, Neil Marshall, what else has he done? He's Neil, done the Neil Marshall has done The Descent. Yes, that's right. A.K.A. one of the best horror movies ever made. Yes, yes. He's done Doomsday, which was a really great movie. That one I wanted to watch, I remember, because it was like, the, they did the same thing. They were like... Uh, from the director of the yeah. Descent, and I was like, "Oh, uh, mm -hmm. maybe I want to watch that." So. Dog Soldiers, which is great. Oh Marvel yeah, movie. that's is another that? one I wanted to see. He did Centurion, which is the first. Um, uh, freaking, oh, why am I brain farting on a name right now? I don't know. Michael Fassbender, the first Michael Fassbender movie I ever saw. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. He did that, and then he did a bunch of episodes of Game of Thrones. So okay. he's done some pretty awesome stuff. Yeah. Descent. Oh my god. So when they put him on here as director, I was like, because at first I was like, oh come on, you're going to redo Del Toro's work. And, you know, like, you know, I know it's not Del Toro's character. Yeah. It's Mike Manolis to do what he wants with it. Yep. 
the fuck, man? You know how many people wanted a third Hellboy? Yeah, yeah, so, no, I know. So when they put Neil Marshall on, I was like, oh, suddenly I'm feeling a little bit better. Okay, yeah. 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 Um, I, like, the trailers didn't give me any cause for alarm. Yeah. I shouldn't say that. Yeah. But they didn't really, like... They were confusing more than anything. Like, I was like, didn't I just read how dark and horrifying this was That's, supposed to be? Yeah, so that, that was my only real problem with the trailers. But yeah. then, uh, yeah, so, okay, so, as far as the directing goes... I saw no issues with this movie, like, in terms of a, a directing standpoint. Mm-hmm. Like, in fact, um, like, I watched it and I was like, this is actually a lot of fun. It's a fun movie. But there it were, is a there fun were some movie. parts where I was just like, oh, that's actually pretty gory and brutal. Yeah. And there were some parts where I was like, that's actually kind of almost scary. Like, mm-hmm. almost like a bordering on that. So I was like, like, I felt like it was actually captured more of the spirit of Hellboy than the original ones. Mm-hmm. Okay? I mean... Just because it had the horror elements to it, yeah. Which, like, even in the books, like uh, Seed of Destruction, which is what the first movie was based on, very close. But then they they shift away from old time castles and stuff like that, and they go into like new style compounds and stuff. And I was like, okay, all right. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I understand what they're trying to do, so it's not like I'm going to hate on it too much. Whereas this one really felt like it was closer to the books than the other two movies. Right. Or I should say the first one in particular, because the second one, it's kind of its own beast, which I actually give huge props to, and I won't talk too much about those two. Uh, yeah. I'll try not to too yeah. much, because I want to save it. Yeah. But uh, uh, David Harbour as Hellboy, so the direction of Hellboy, because you can, you uh, you say the guy did a great job acting as so-and-so, but it's a lot of it is stage direction, right? The director's yeah. saying, hey, I need you to do this, or act like this. But I actually thought, for the most part, his Hellboy was really good. Mm-hmm. I actually really liked his Hellboy. The characterization is very much... Um, I don't want to say inspired by Ron Perlman's, but it was close enough that you could have had it be an unofficial third movie. Yeah. And not too many people would be like, wait a minute, hold on a second. I felt the same way. Like, Especially I, I... if for the first movie. Yeah. Because the second movie, you know, Perlman's Hellboy is a little bit different. But again, that's a part of the direction. But yeah. Harbour's Hellboy was really good. Really, I really thought he, I thought he did a really good job, but it was also like it wasn't completely his own. I, I saw a lot of what Perlman did in his performance. Yeah, yeah, I did see and a bit of that, but there was a couple was of things. Like... Uh, a part of, like uh, like right at the beginning where he's he's hunting, like he's looking for his buddy. Yeah. In Mexico. Is it that wrestling match? <laughs> it's in the luchador match. Yeah. And then it's like his buddy's. A luchador wrestler yeah. slash vampire, which I was fucking like, that's hilarious. And I was like, yeah, that is something you can see in the comic books, so that's that's priceless. But then the fact that uh, he has to kill Ru- Ruiz, which I was like, oh fuck, that's pretty heavy. And, but then he like he's afterwards like he's fucked up about it. Mm-hmm. He's boozing for like a couple weeks in a bar until uh, the bureau, the BPD shows up to say, okay, you gotta come home. We yeah. need you to do your job now. You know, but I was like, that's actually, like, right away they establish his character with how he's speaking to Ruiz and other buddies and then his feelings afterwards doing what he had to do. He knew it, but yeah. he still didn't like it. Yeah. Which I was like, oh, okay, that's, I like yeah. that. Um, the rest of the plot, uh, I kind of, I mean, even like some of the reviews where they said it's kind of disjointed or whatever, like, I think, I didn't feel any of that like i thought it was very much like okay well we go here and stuff happens here but it, everything felt like it progressed the story mm-hmm. you know yeah I, I didn't i uh people were saying it felt butchered and, and 
all over the place. Yeah. It didn't know where it wanted to go, and I never got any of that the whole time. I, I actually I was, felt I was like watching it, every was like, single step was a purpose. Yeah, I feel like am I watching the same movie that was reviewed? Because yeah, well, like, I felt the same way with X Men Apocalypse. Yeah, I remember that one too, and I remember people just being like, "Oh," and I was like, "This is actually probably the most pure X Men movie I've seen in a while." Exactly. Well, I haven't seen uh, you know Dark Phoenix. Dark Phoenix, yeah. But I enjoyed Apocalypse more so than Days of Future Past. I really like Days of Future Past. I love Days of Future. Like Days of Future Past is, it's higher up on my list, but at the same time, Apocalypse is closer to the X Men of the comic books. Yeah, like that's why I couldn't get like you. You've been bitching about not having a real X Men movie, and then here's the purest X Men movie I've seen. Exactly. Like right down to the friggin' Jim Lee costumes at the end. Like it, and, it's embracing. Yeah. It's embracing the inherent. Uh, almost silliness of X-Men, mm-hmm. or like comics in general. There's yeah. an inherent silliness. Yeah. They're almost embracing that, while at the same time taking the source material seriously. Uh, the only real misstep I saw was in the design of Apocalypse. Agreed. That was the only misstep. And then it's not even that he looked like a Power Rangers bad guy or anything they like wa- that. They, went, they wanted him to look more Egyptian than... Which, comics. which okay, like I mean, he's he's an Egyptian, so yeah. it's like all right, and he's long regarded as the first ever mutant. Period. So I'm like, okay, fine, but there was nothing wrong with his classic comic book, like the blue with his gray and everything. Even if they would have gave him the costume that he had, but gave him like the actual apocalypse lips. Yeah. Something simple. Something like that, or like if you wanted to change it up a little bit, use the Age of Apocalypse Apocalypse. Yeah, there you go. You know? For sure. Age of Apocalypse. That is something that all of you people right there who are watching should check out immediately. Because that was a fucking crazy four-month run that was insane in the mid-90s for Marvel to do. That blew me away. Cancel every single X title relaunch it under a Elseworld-style concept where Magneto, or no, Charles Xavier's son, Legion, kills Charles Xavier instead of Magneto and creates the Age of Apocalypse. So many bonkers presents, uh, or concept came out of this. Gotta check it out. Four months, and they canceled every book. Yeah. It was nuts. I remember I was clipping Wolverine X-Men at the time, only two books. Yep. And then I went to in, in the Hill City, uh, and he's like, oh, there's nothing. Like, you're not gonna have anything for four months unless you want these books. I was like, what? Yeah, what? What's going on? <laughs> and I was uh, I was at Astonishing X-Men, and uh, what was the other X-Men one? Not Astonishing, Not it was Astonishing. Amazing X-Men, and... Uh, yeah, Amazing was around the time, and then Uncanny? Or X-Force? No, 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 because the two oh, X-Books... Oh, X-Factor, you read X-Factor. Nope. Nope. No, that was... Uh, no, because they're, they're, I can't remember what they were called. Uncanny and X-Men, they were rebranded, though. Oh, they're age books. Okay. Yeah, they're age books. There was Amazing, and then there was Gambit and the X... X Externals. Externals. There was Weapon X. Weapon X. Um, there was uh, Generation Next. Generation Next. Oh, right, because I was collecting Generation yeah, Next, Yeah, that's right. That that's was right. the other one, um, yeah. The three books. Was it Factor X? I think so. I think it was Factor X. But the two main books, because there was... Uh, Majorera was drawing Amazing. Yep. And Hubert was drawing the other X-Men, but on, I can't He was remember. on Weapon X. Andy, Adam Kubert was, but Andy Kubert was doing the X-Men. Oh, Andy. He was doing the regular X-Men book at the time. I can't remember what it was called now. Okay. I'm going to cheat. Let's do it, because it's going to bug me. But anyway, I'm I was cheat. reading those two books, and they were fucking awesome. Oh. And then, of course, the bookends. I read like the original, like the first 
Age of Apocalypse, uh, and then that red foil-covered yeah. Omega, I think it was, yeah, it was Alpha and Omega. Alpha and Omega. That's right. Yeah. That's I remember, right. I was like, it's so shiny. <laughs> yeah. It was like blood red, like that was crazy cool. They had Age of Apocalypse, not blood red. Age of Apocalypse, The yeah. Chosen, Amazing X-Men, yeah. Astonishing X-Men. Okay, so I was right, Astonishing X-Men, yeah. Factor X, Gambit and the Externals, Generation X, Weapon X, Excalibur. Oh, right, yes. X-Men. Yep, that's right. Nate great. X-Men Alpha and Omega, X-Men Chronicles, X-Universe. That's right. Um, and like Nate Gray came out of that. So he had his own run in the Marvel book. He's still alive, actually. Like, I didn't even really... Like, Steve Skrose, Carlos Pacheco, Joan Bennett. Well, because Skrose uh, was on uh, X-Men. Yeah. Uh, Pacheco. Oh, Pacheco was there, too. Chris Backlow, Salvador Backlow LaRocca. Was next. He was next. Steve Epting. I didn't even realize Steve Epting was doing stuff for Marvel back then. Oh, he uh, he was, I think he was X-Universe. I can't remember. Holy crap, that's yeah. a hell of a lineup of artists. Oh, yeah. It was nuts. I think Jeff Loeb he, was Even the writers. Him. The writers, Jeff Loeb, Mark Waid, Scott Lobdell. Yeah. Uh, Fabio Nicia, Larry Nichezza. Hama. Nichezza. 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 Stop saying it wrong on purpose. Dad, you did. Warren Ellis? Yeah, like it's... Wow. I almost want to read that again. Well, yeah, because you also have the Black Beast. Black Beast, Sugar Man... And, uh, Sugar Man was creepy. Oh, God. Well, so was Black Beast. Remember the Sugar Man toy I had? Oh. So it was all head. should never have been a toy. All head. And then oh. his mouth opened and he would talk. And then he had, like, the other, like... The little arms coming oh. out of his back. But he had also, like, didn't he have, like, a heads on his uh, belt or something I like that? I think so. It was, that was a fucking creeper, that one. <laughs> Speaking of creepy, Hellboy the reboot. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> wow, did we get off topic? That's what, crazy. What happened? But anyway... Uh, timestamps. So, yeah, timestamps. That's that's the new yeah. thing. Timestamps. Um. So yeah. So overall, I actually I liked him. Uh, I wish the movie would have done better so that we could have done a sequel to it. It bombed hard. Oh, it, but, yeah, but I but knew you know it was going to bomb. Why did you open it in the summer? And they opened it in between what Avengers and uh, what was oh. the other big superhero? Oh, it was Captain Marvel. Oh, right. Yeah, they opened open between Captain Marvel and Avengers. Captain Marvel. Um, but the other part, too, was that... Because, uh, like, Shazam opened in between the two as well. Mm-hmm. And it still did better. Even that didn't do oh, amazing, it, it didn't do amazing, no. But like, then again, it, it was... Did, it did... Well, I mean, 130, like, back in the 90s was good, but today it's just frowned upon. Oh, I didn't even... Re- Total budget or total box office in North America? North America. Oh, I, I don't even think it did that well worldwide. Like maybe four to five. Maybe. But then again, I didn't anticipate that movie going to be like I didn't think it was going to be the, no. in the six to eight mark. I didn't. No one really knows who Shazam is. Zachary Levi is not a big actor. Yeah. Who else really knows about him outside of chucking a couple little things? Yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly. So, so I mean, it's not like I wasn't expecting it to be amazing, or uh, not amazing, but to make a big bank. Yeah. But, that still did better than Hellboy. It did, ooh, it did way better than Hellboy. You know? Like, Hellboy was... Most movies open more opening weekend than Hellboy Man's whole run. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's a bomb. That's this, a this huge cost, bomb. They made this for, like, half of what Del Toro made his movies for, but it also made, like, not even a quarter of what Del Toro made. They lost, they lost money like, on this. Del Toro's movies made money. Oh, yeah, of course they did. So... 
But yeah, no, uh, David Harbour was great as Hellboy. I, I love the practical effects and I love the makeup, but yeah. I, the prosthetic jaw. The, that's his the face, one his part. His face looked like it was Jack of Botox. It hardly was, moved. Yeah, that was the one thing I did not like about Hellboy's appearance was, because um, like if you look at the comic books, I mean, Mignola's art, and you look at Ron Perlman's is Hellboy. It, is it a silent G in this one? Uh, I'm just saying it the way I want to. Oh, okay. That's fine. Mignola sounds weirder. I think because he's Mexican too. Mignola. Mignola. Oh, that's probably it. Mignola. It's like uh, when you hear Guillermo del Toro speak and you're yeah. just like, wow, you're Mexican. Yeah. <laughs> it's so weird to say that, but you're like, you're really Mexican. Because <laughs> don't look like it. No. You look like a big jolly Santa Claus looking dude. Yeah. And then you sound like a Mexican. <laughs> like a stereotypical Mexican. Yeah. That's the worst part. Yeah. But anyway, so, uh, but if you look at Hellboy and Ron Perlman, like, side by side from the head perspective, they look very close. Mm-hmm. You know, like, essentially, Hellboy's head is just a circle, two circles where he sands off his horns, like a, almost like a golem-like mouth. Like, he looks kind of like a demon, but he looks kind of like a friendly demon. Yeah. Whereas in this one, they extended his cheekbones, they almost made him look too demonic, so that, like, when he was angry, it looked scarier, but he did too much here when they shouldn't have. You know? Yeah. It's like, I feel like they should have took, uh, like, what worked with the Hellboy movies and did nothing. Like, don't change that. You know? Yeah. I mean, I get you have a smaller budget, but, you know, I mean, put a little bit more money into the prosthetics aspect. Okay, fine. Mm -hmm. Right? But other than that, I thought he was great. I was actually pumped when he was cast, too. Yeah, I thought that was great casting. Like, right away... I get, when he was cast, I was literally like, yeah, because this was like the first season of Stranger Things, I think he was announced. Or was it between that or the second one? I think it was in between. Because I, re- I remember just being like, oh, yeah, I really like him. Yeah. I remember him from Quantum uh, uh, of Solace. Yeah. When he played like a douchebag sleazeball. And I was like, okay, all right. Like, I recognized him. And I was like, oh. But I loved him in Stranger Things. And I was like, yeah, I could definitely see him being Hellboy. For sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um... The only other part that I would have said was, uh, you could tell that he's smaller than Ron Perlman. Yeah. That was one of those things that I thought really helped Ron Perlman's Hellboy, was that he looked imposing, and it worked for the character, you know? Mm -hmm. But then, having said that, uh, a lot of times, if you look at Mignola's drawings of Hellboy, in some cases, you can almost say he looks almost like a red ape. Right? Yeah. So then David Harbour's kind of looked closer to that. So if they kind of synthesized both views into one, I think it would have been like the perfect visual representation. Because mm-hmm. he didn't have any of those weird scars. Right. That, that, all the little add-ons that Del Toro did. Yeah, like, which you know. which they did that with Nightcrawler in the X-Men 2, and yeah. I remember just, and both times I was like, ah, I don't like this. I guess they just, what is it? They don't want a solid color? Like, even with Mystique, they were like the scale things. and. I think it's, they don't want a solid color, or it might it might not translate well in movies. Right. But, like, with Mystique, at least, I was okay with that because it was a part of, like, you could argue that it was a mutation and she shape changes, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Uh, whereas with Nightcrawlers, it was, he did it to himself because he felt guilty for being the way he was or, did, if I remember correctly. some kind of religious yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and while I was glad they, t- they had the religious stuff with him because... It's one of those things where when you are familiar with the character, you go, he's actually really religious, and they never make it sound like it's a bad thing. Mm -hmm. He's never like, oh, you're not religious? You're going to rot in hell. He's just like, okay, well, I'll I'll pray for you. Yeah. You know. I mean, he's good friends with Wolverine. 
Yeah, uh, he reminds his the most my favorite depictions of Nightcrawler remind me of, uh, and you might uh, might know this gentleman. I'm trying to blank on his name right now. Oh, because I'm an idiot. Throw me a hint. Trying to blank on the hints. Yeah. This yeah. guy, he's gentle. I got. He's gentle. He's religious. He's a man. Super nice. Super nice religious. Martin Clouseau. It's a good thing he doesn't watch these. He'd be very... He'd be hurt. Angry with you. He should be. <laughs> he should be very... And disappointed. Yeah. Should be disappointed. Religion's out the window. I'm coming for you, Chris. Yeah. Yeah, yes. exactly. Mm -hmm. You will remember my name. <laughs> but yeah, so... Because, uh, like, Martin, religious... I'm not in your face about it, but it was just no. a part of him. But he was never like, oh, you're not religious? You're going to die. You're going to rot in hell. He was always just like, okay, whatever. You know? Yep. And that's the impression I got from uh, from Nightcrawler. Best impressions of Nightcrawler. But anyway, so uh, you didn't have any of those weirdo markings and tattoos on this, yeah. this Hellboy. So, you know, overall, great. Overall, yeah. Uh, e. McShane is Professor Broom. Um, I, I, I preferred the performance in the other two Hellboy movies. Me too. For, for Broom. I, I love you, Machine. I love you, Machine, but I, he's I, doing you, Machine. He's doing you, Machine. Or he's doing, um, he's doing what's his face, Winston from John Wick. Right. Who is very much uh, Winston from John Wick. And second of all, the other part too was the other guy. Not only did he look like Broom in the comic books, his appearance, like Ian Machine, is distracting because you're just like if you don't know who he, who he is. Yeah. You've seen him in something. Yeah. So he, he was distracting for me in that regard. Um, I didn't necessarily like the retread of the uh, angsty, almost teenager-like aspect of the relationship. Yeah. That was probably the one thing in the whole movie where I was like, oh. Yeah. Like, they, they had that scene where he's just like, why'd you even keep me? You know? He's like, well, I saw potential in you. That should have been good enough, but it wasn't. You know, I was just like, ah, it was, uh, it did feel more real in this movie than it was in the previous one. Or no, no, that's not true. No, I prefer the other I, ones I would actually. I disagree because, with that. Yeah, and especially because they killed Plus, them Plus, there was a lot more time to flesh out in the other ones, right? And yeah. This one, like, yeah. yeah, spoilers, he dies, like, halfway through, if that. I was actually shocked when he died, because I was like, already? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Um, I feel like they were just casting him for star power. I think so. They could have cast somebody. Especially because he had such a big role. Too. Yeah, he's got the star power and he's someone who's affordable for the budget. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I don't feel like... He's probably not one of those guys that's just like, well, you're going to have to pay me more than that. Yeah, I don't think he would ask her a lot. Just like uh, Mila Jovovich. I don't... I don't feel that she. I think she likes to do movies as as for the experience. Just in general, yeah. Like I get that. I get that like, impression too. She. I think she generally just has fun with these. Oh yeah. Like she did six Resident Evils. Yeah, but did they all make them, money? They all made money. Like every single they one. They all made money. Even like the worst of the bunch. And now she's making money. a Monster Hunter movie. Oh. Yeah. Oh. That's the next one. I've always liked her though. I've always. Liked I've her. never not liked her actually. Right from Death Element. First movie I saw her was Cuffs with Christian Slater. I I don't even know what the fuck you're talking about. Oh, you've never seen Cuffs? I don't, I have no idea what you're talking about. Dude, 
Okay. Oh, All right. such a funny movie. Okay. All right. Christian Slater talks to the camera the whole movie. It's like, what the frick is going on right okay. here? Okay. Like, All right. We got so, some fourth wall breaking antics. Yes. Yeah, suck a dip. Well, Christian Slater got there first. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Nice. That was actually the first movie I saw in. But isn't Fifth Element the first movie she ever started? No. Oh. I oh. thought that was. No, it's not. It's the first movie you saw her tits in. It is. Briefly. 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 Can you say tits though? Because I think you just saw the one... Side. Yeah, you saw the nipple. Side boob and the strap Oh, you face. saw nipple. You see nipple? I saw nipple. It's PG-13. I don't think they were showing nips. Maybe I didn't see nipple. I think you wish you saw nipple. I definitely... <laughs> she's an attractive lady. Like, even now. She's a very attractive She's even now. You know, she's, she's beautiful. I don't think she has aged. She might actually be the Blood Queen. Right. She's the Keanu Reeves of women in Hollywood. No. Keanu Reeves has aged. He's just aged really, really well. Really, really like, well. Like, for guys, guy actors that have been around for a long time, he's aged really well. He's five years from 60. Yeah. Like He looks maybe we were, 10 years older than we us. We were talking maybe. about this. We were talking about this when, uh, when I was helping you put up the weeping tile. Yeah. Good times. And... The weeping child part for me, not a problem. Yeah, yeah. But uh, the uh, he, him, and Tom Cruise are the two that have aged the best in recent memory. Yeah. Um, and Danny DeVito. <laughs> that you know what? That's true. Because DeVito he, looks good. He doesn't look much different than he did in the nineties. No, no, he doesn't. He just Even looks going a back bit further, older. like the Taxi. Like Danny DeVito's always looked like Danny. DeVito. Uh, no, in Taxi and in like One Flew of the Cuckoo's Nest. He looked young in those movies. Yeah, he young did. Young for Danny DeVito, I should young, say. Young for Danny DeVito. Young for Danny okay, DeVito. All right. like, he always looked like he was an older dude, but yeah, yeah. young for him, yeah. But, uh, okay. So, so yeah, okay. So, overall, like I, I wouldn't have cast Ian McShane, um, I, and I would have tweaked the dynamic a bit. Yeah. Because like, I do kind of like uh, the dynamic in the first movie, where it's a father-son relationship, very much a father-son relationship. But it's not as so much like a teenage angst thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, he's an adult. His dad's an adult. They both want the same things. Yeah. They just go about it differently, and that's where they clash heads. Yeah. But anyway, so... Um, Mila? Amazing. I think she's great, the Blood Queen. I think if they would have cast... Uh, very few actresses that they could have cast that could have still helped the movie. She's one of the few. That would have been able to help the movie without being like on a huge budget. Yeah, um, she's just great. She's, she's great. Terrible. That one scene where her head's off and she's watching TV. But that, and that's what I mean, like, like, like with this this darkly black comedy that they yeah. were pushing in the movie. That I was like, you should have seen more of that in the theater. You know, hundred percent. The warthog. The warthog. The warthog was brutal when he murdered all those oh. monks. God, but he, just visually too. I was yeah. like, "Oh man, this looks so good!" And I love that. I love that he had a Cockney British accent. Yeah, I love that everybody had some reason to fucking want to kill Hellboy. I thought yeah. that was really the giant cool. fight. The giant fight was awesome. The giant fight was friggin' incredible. The giant fight was so good that I was actually glad that you saw a bit of it in the trailer, so that yeah. way you could go, "There's gonna be a fucking giant fight." Yeah, and that's one of those things where like. Uh, in terms of the spectacle, when you watch uh, the Golden Army, you see more of those big, huge battles, and yeah. that's where I was like, "Yeah, okay," because that's a lot of like, uh, like Hellboy is a fighter, yeah, but a lot of times he's getting knocked around. Mm-hmm. It's just he's outlasting them because he can take a beating. Yeah, but uh, but that was really cool. 
That's actually really, really cool. I that really that whole like scene was amazing. I watched it with my dad. My dad loves these kind of movies. Yeah. He was just like, he was shaking. He was so happy during that Oh, scene. man. It was so good. Um, oh, uh, before I forget, I love the uh, the King Arthur stuff at the beginning. Yeah. I love how they established that Excalibur is what can uh, defeat, the, defeat Blood the Blood Queen. Which I thought was really, really cool. And I also really like the fact that they, they tie in that with Hellboy. How he's a descendant of... Yeah, Arthur. and that's actually from the comic book, so it's not something that they created for the movie. Is it? Okay, because yeah. I, I haven't really... Yeah. I, 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 actually, I popped discussion. for that one. I was just like, oh! Yeah. Yeah! Yeah. That's awesome. That's so cool. So I was really pumped about that. So, uh, but yeah, so anyway, you know, that giant fight was fun. Giant fight was awesome. And like, if that's where they spent 90% of their budget, money well spent. <laughs> they, this movie was big, though. It like, was a lot the bigger city than they... was getting made. destroyed at the end, and those giant creatures going around are just... Brutalizing everyone oh, in sight. They, like they, like it's a brutal movie. The, it's the marketing alone is what really fucking killed this movie. Yeah, the marketing. Like I said, if they would have made it, like if they would have said, "Hey, this is like a fucking like Evil Dead meets uh, Avengers," mm-hmm. like in terms of epic scale, people would have been like, "Oh, maybe I'll check this out," mm-hmm. or something along those lines. Because instead of them just being like, "Hey, it's another funny superhero movie." Yeah. Oh, we swear in it, and there's going to be some blood and guts, so, hey, we're just like Deadpool, but different. Yeah. Because we're Hellboy. That's kind of the marketing that I felt that they were doing when they shouldn't have been doing that. Well, it pretty much is. Yeah, so. So, um, they replaced uh, Abe Sapien and Liz in this for Alice and Ben. Yeah. Which I'm not, I don't know anything about those two characters. Ben was cool, and he turned into the leopard. I, uh, jaguar. The jaguar, Where yeah. Jaguar, I think was the term yeah. that I saw. Um, well, when I saw that in the, the trailer, I was like, oh, okay. And I liked it because you've never seen a weird Jaguar before. I think the closest was, uh, The Outlet of Dr. Moreau. Right, yeah. 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 Another movie that we should have for a Halloween camcast. Uh, well, I mean, The Descent. We have to do The Descent. Yeah. For sure. We touched upon The Descent with our, our first Halloween episode because it was in my top three of all time. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. It was, I, cause it I was in we my top three of all time. Because we talked about how they, they had the two endings. Yeah. That's right. Never mind. We won't do the descent. Though I, I'm fine with talking about how awesome and amazing it is. And yeah. How it has probably the greatest group of women I've ever seen in any horror movie ever. Yeah, like they had the stereotypical tropes for all of them. Yeah. And then subverted every single one. Exactly. That was great. Such that's a great, great. Movie. Okay, timestamp. Timestamp. Time <laughs> anyway, um... Uh, yeah, the, what I did like, at least with the, what's her face, uh, sorry, the female? Uh, Alice. Alice I yeah. liked how they tied. Played by Sasha Lane. Yeah, I liked, I liked her, her character I thought was great. Yeah, I, I liked, liked her. The, uh, the visual of speaking with the spirits was insane. That was kind of gross, actually. Yeah. I thought this blobby thing comes out of there. Yeah, like that was, like, that's an example of what I was like, man, like, this has got, like, like, I, I would probably say Evil Dead too, like, a lot, because. Yeah. Like more, that's the right in between the two, because uh, Army of Darkness was more played for laughs. Yeah. And Evil Dead was more of a horror, intentional horror. Yeah. Unintentional comedy. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so but I when like you see, you hear somebody go yeah I talk to dead people you think oh okay you, you talk to dead people but you don't think it's like spirit coming out of the body like oh, just bleh, gross looking yeah. almost organic like yeah. puke like I was like ah oh, man that's so gross but it was so cool. Like, it was such a cool take on it. But I also liked how her story tied into, uh, or Hellboy tied into her story and into the fucking Warthog because the Warthog was 
uh, fucking with her. Yeah, when she know? was a child. And yeah. then so he brands him, and now he's like, well, I fucking hate you, Hellboy. Mm-hmm. You're gonna die. <laughs> that was, so like, even then, they're like, uh, you know, oh, the story's disjointed, and I'm going, well, no, it doesn't seem disjointed. He's here, in Mexico, gets picked up, goes home, figures out he's gotta go to the OC, the OC says, hey, we need you to do this, then they go to Devil Cross him. Yep. You know? Oh, Thomas Hayden Church, as yeah, as uh, um, uh, lobster, something lobster, lobster John, Lo- lobster Johnson, lobster Johnson. That's yes. right. That was a surprise. I was literally just like, I can't believe they showed this. Like yeah. they showed him in full costume, yeah. and they were like, uh, also when they showed Cronig uh, and stuff like that, mm. it almost looked like they took images from the first movie. It really did. It was so close, and I'm yeah. glad that they kept that so close because yeah. that's such a just like a jarring visual. That character is just, mm-hmm. oh. But, uh, man, Lobster Jumps, I was like, that's fucking crazy. Yeah, that was a nice surprise. That's a huge surprise. Because I didn't even know he was in that movie. No, and me he's, either. He's popped up. I don't even know if he's credited. I don't I think, think he is. I think it might be a cameo. I don't think he's credited, but if he is, it's... No, that was yeah. awesome. That was a really great surprise. Um, but, yeah, so the, the, the new side characters, I, I liked. Yeah. I liked them. Uh, I, I, kind of, like, I do miss the other ones. I did too. But at least at the ending, they... I really wanted to see that conclusion to... to uh, but at Elf least Boy with the ending, they uh, they hint at Abe Sapien. They hint to the sequel you'll never get. Right, but see now, if you would have removed Ian McShane's character from this movie, then you could put this right at the... Or no, in fact, well, if you didn't kill him off, you could have him right at the beginning. Yeah. Slot it at the beginning, and then go right through... Second or first would be the second, and third would be the last one. So, yeah. you could have done that. Could have. They didn't think about that. And now I'm going to touch on my favorite part of the movie. Going back to our instant question, Baba Yaga. Baba Yaga was so freaking amazing and horrifying oh. and creepy. And my dad had goosebumps all over his body. He was having trouble watching it. I also just love. I love that name, Baba Yaga. Baba Yaga, the boogeyman. Yeah. What's the chances that our next episode is going to be the John Wick trilogy? The chances We're, are really good. They're Both movies have a Baba Yaga. Both have him. No, no, no. Hold on. The John Wick movies don't have a Baba Yaga. He's the boogeyman. No. He's who you send to kill the boogeyman. Ah, table flip. Table flip. Fingers up. Table flip. Suck right. a dick. <laughs> well, at four million bucks a month, maybe. 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 Probably. <laughs> But yeah, no, that was a, a joint performance by Troy James, who can contort his bodies in the most disgusting ways possible, and Emma Tate, who did the voice. Baba Yaga, that whole freaking scene with the walking house and Hellboy going in there and getting thrown around. I loved it, though. I absolutely loved Her it. Her crawling around, you see children hanging up in the back. All... It was horrifying, but I loved it because it was literally like, it's one of those in the middle of a movie aside that would happen in, in like a Hellboy book. Yeah. Where it's like he has to go to the weirdest fucking place to yeah. find out what he can do to stop whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it actually kind of reminded me of uh, the first one when he's got the body yeah, on his over yeah, his he, shoulder and he's like speaking to him. He's like, ah. He's like, yeah, yeah, no, I know. Yeah. Okay. Like I was just like, just one of those like weirdo fucking weird things and for him it's a normal day yeah. he's just like yeah of course I gotta go and talk to the Baba Yaga yeah. and I can throw it around a bit but I, it's just something I gotta do you know which I always like that when they just kinda go okay 
You know, it's kind of like, um, like Kate from uh, Men in Black. Okay. For him, okay, so talking to a different aliens and stuff like that and going to a different you know, timeline and stuff, there's no big deal for him, but for yeah. Jay, who's new, he's going to be like, the fuck? <laughs> that guy had four heads, you know? Yeah. Kate's going to be like, yeah, he also has three penises. Who gives a shit, right? Mm-hmm. Get with it, Jay. <clears throat> so, yeah. Bobby yeah. Aga? Bobby Aga was amazing. That was Neil Marshall just cutting loose. Like, I, I was like... Oh, it's funny oh, because like, here's the guy that made the descent. I actually own none of the Hellboy movies, like physical none of the Hellboy movies. It's amazing to me. Yeah, it's absolutely amazing to me too. Yeah, but now if they re if they release all three in a pack, buying it, mm-hmm. buying it. Which I don't think they will because all three were made by different companies. Yeah. Which is Wait, weird. all three were made. All three were made. By oh wow! The first one was Sony. The second was Universal. This one's Lionsgate. I know the third one was was different, but yeah, huh? Weird. Yeah, that's really weird. Yeah. Okay. Strange. All right. right. So overall. Overall. I mean. Overall, I thought it was a super fun movie. Yeah. I didn't get the hate. It's by no means a perfect movie. You can see the problems in the production. You can see at the, times. You can see the problems in productions at times. Yeah. Um. I like. I like. I said. I. I could watch this again. I can watch this I, again. I'm gonna and watch I it again. I could watch this again. I'm definitely yeah. gonna watch it again. What was your favorite part of the movie? Bobby Yaga. as well? Bobby Yaga's my favorite part. Yeah. yeah. Bobby that whole Bobby Yaga scene like, was amazing. Because it was like, like I said, it was just one of those where like it felt like Hellboy. Yeah. There's, this movie, I would say, felt more like Hellboy than the other two overall. Overall. When comparing to the comic. Yeah. 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 But uh, like obviously the first one is close and this one's really close. The second one, uh, same spirit though. I enjoyed the same spirit. The second and one was the spirit, but that was way more Del Toro. It's a Del Toro movie That's for a Del sure. Toro movie. Like, yeah. it, you know what I mean? Like, you watch Pan's Labyrinth, and then you watch this one, and you're like, yeah, yeah, I can definitely mm-hmm. see the production. So, yeah. but still, crazy awesome. Like the troll oh, market sure. was, uh, yeah, incredible. Yeah, incredible. But yeah, so I mean, normally I would say like what the kind of list would be type of thing, and it would be first, second, third. First, second, third. That would be my order. Okay. But it's not like they're all really close. They're all really close. It's not like a steep drop-off for anyone. I haven't watched the first two in a while, but I know that after I watched them last, I did enjoy the second more than the first. I can see that. <clears throat> but I'm a huge Del Toro fan. So that was I, You know what? It's more... funny because I'm a huge Del Toro fan too. I didn't, and I, I always forget that he doesn't just do... Because the thing is, you're also a fan of the Hellboy comics, so you're in this conflicting place, whereas I never really read the Hellboy comics. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, Del Toro right there, right? Yeah, yeah. No, no, I... I so if you're looking for something more like the comics in the first one, obviously, and I could see that in the first movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the only thing that I would have changed in the Del Toro movies was the Liz Sherman-Hellboy relationship. Okay. How they had babies and stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's that was a big one. Yeah. <laughs> or the, even the fact that they <laughs> that it was a love interest type of thing. Like, yeah. Because in the comic books, they kind of hint at it, but they don't... Nothing happened. Or, if I remember correctly, it did, and it just didn't work out, and they're friends after that. But I guess... But it's also the period of uh, movies where, like... Like, even now, we're still at a point where there has to be a love interest. It's rare where we get... um, They're just, like, people working together. They just happen to be male and female. Yeah. You know what I mean? Del Toro rarely makes a movie without a love interest. That's true. But, I mean, depending on the movie, it kind of makes sense. Like, The Shape of Water, the whole point of the movie yeah. was a love story. Yeah. Well, even Blade 2 is a love story. 
Oh yeah, that's right. Yes. He, loves, he loves love stories. He's really good. He loves gothic romance. That's what it is. I say we could do a Blade trilogy soon. Man, there's so many. Like, soon. I want to do a Blade trilogy. Because I, I also want to do that too. I want to get yeah. that out of the I, way. I actually want to rewatch them all again. Oh, no, no. 100%. Last time, uh, 100%. I'm not even joking here. I enjoyed Trinity last time I watched it. I've enjoyed I've enjoyed Trinity every single time I've watched it. Yeah. I've never once not liked Though it. So I feel like rewatching it, my order is still going to be 2 1 3. Yeah, you love the first. You love I do really love the first. Can't like it. it has, it's not even it just Stephen Dorff. It's it just hasn't aged well though. It's not even just Stephen Dorff. It's the movie. It's everything. Yeah. Like it's every fucking thing. Like it's like who directed that one? That was Stephen Norrington. That's right. Who did League of Extraordinary Gentlemen and then disappeared off the face of the earth? Well, as he should. <laughs> okay, because it, and I guarantee you, this was like another one of those things. Because like now we hear about studio interference all the time. Yeah. Now we hear about it. I guarantee you that movie was a lot of studio interference. Blade? I could... I could... No. Blade of Extraordinary Gentleman. Oh, that, yeah. Guarantee you that that was studio Well, that was another Hellboy reboot situation where the lead star and the director fought the entire time. Like, Sean Connery and Norton hated each other. Yeah. And apparently David Harbour and Neil Marshall argued a lot on this movie. Okay. Like, I read, like... Interesting. They, wow. They fought a lot. People, like, behind the scenes on the production were like, these guys are fighting a lot. Holy shit. Yeah. Okay. All right. So... Uh, but I don't know. Rewatching it, I... I don't know if my order would change. I don't think it will. Yeah. I don't think it will. I mean... Second one was really fucking good, though. Like, they're all really mm. good, though. That was the movie where I fell in love with that toy. Really nice. The only thing that I'll say about... Uh, actually, no. I'm not saying anything else. Yeah, we'll get into the Blade. We'll save it. We'll get into save the Blade. Save it the Blade trilogy. We'll get into the Blade. But that was Hellboy. That I, I am done with Hellboy. Hellboy! Give Hellboy a shot. Make your own opinion on it. Yeah, exactly. And let us know. I feel you like know. I give that speech quite often on our camcast. Because I feel like there's too many people these days that just base their opinion on critics. Yeah. Well, you know what? Uh, I also want more people like uh, Daniel Scott who actually will comment and say things and do yeah. that. So do more of that. Comment. And if you liked Hellboy, tell us why you liked Hellboy. If you didn't like Hellboy, tell us why you didn't like Hellboy. Absolutely. If you don't like my singing, keep it to yourself, because I don't want to fucking hear that shit. Unless you're Bill Murray. If you want to talk to us, whether you hate Chris or not, that's cool. Yeah, and although I feel like Bill Murray is kind of one of those guys that could just pop up in Thunder Bay. At any moment. At any moment. Any moment. Like, like I know we... we we've uh, doing this we've and been the trying doorbell. to conjure up yeah. The God that is Nicolas Cage. Mm-hmm. Fuck. Thought it'd been a while that I thought maybe uh, we could like trick him into appearing. Like here? No. No. Anyway, um but like Bill Murray seems like more or less the kind of guy that all of a sudden just pop up and be like, Hey, I heard you guys are doing a camp cast. Uh, yeah. wanna go golfing or whatever? I don't know. <laughs> I know he golfs he golfs. He, he I know golfs. he does that. He does do that. Um so, uh, Hellboy. Hellboy. Geek Pants. That is that. Camcast. Find us on SoundCloud, and iTunes, and YouTube, and Facebook, and Instagram, and Twitter. It's I'm Ken Levinsky. practicing. I'm Ken Levinsky. That's Chris Versa. Good night, everybody. Adios. These pancakes are delicious.